welcome back, ladies and gents. Had to fix, fix up some uh, technical difficulties, but nonetheless, we are live on the air. Welcome to another cool edition of Cool Radio. It is your man, DM Cool. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we are live on the airways right now, and we have a live show to get to. Uh, coming up at the 8.45 mark of the show, I have my special guest in studio. She goes by the name of Tawny Starr. She is a fitness guru, and we are going to get into a whole lot of topics that revolve around physical as well as mental health and how everything kind of correlates in between. Uh, on top of that, we have got to get into this burning discussion that has been happening throughout the past week, and I'm talking about the topic of Bruno Mars and alleged cultural appropriation. So for those of you who follow me on social media, you guys already know where I stand on this. And for those of you guys who've been tuning in to Cool Radio for the longest time, you guys already know how I stand on this particular topic. So we're going to get into that as well as a few other things. But before we do, you already know it's time for me to get um, get some uh, stuff off of my chest, if you know what I mean. So on that note... <coughs> It is time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, first thing that I want to talk about is we got to talk about this Infinity War trailer, okay? So, I don't know if you guys were able to catch the trailer today, but it did drop today. Dropped this morning, actually. I can't remember. I don't know if it dropped at like 9 a.m. or whatever, but like I got a, I got a notification saying that it dropped. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll watch it. You know, when I'm wide awake and like, you know, I'm, I'm well aware of what's happening, what have you. Went downstairs, watched it on, on the TV. It looks amazing. Amazing. And there are certain parts where I was just kind of jumping up and down. I was like, oh, oh, Black Panther. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, it was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. I, I feel like this is the movie that a lot of people are, have been waiting on. And I'm not even talking about the hardcore comic book fan base. I'm just talking about the people who are looking for that uh, that um, that summertime blockbuster, essentially. Because let's be honest, superhero movies are the talk of the town. Like They are probably the most relevant type of blockbuster films that are out in this generation. I mean, since 2010, I would say, there has been an influx of superhero movies, whether it's from Marvel, DC, or anywhere in between, essentially. So I feel like now is the perfect time to be a comic book fan if you've been reading these pages for decades upon decades, or if you just got into it, or if you're just a general fan of these stories overall. And I feel like with Infinity War, it's going to be something that people are going to marvel at. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, insert dad joke. But nonetheless, it's really going to be a sight to behold. And what I find very intriguing about Marvel Studios in particular is that right now, Black Panther is on pace to be number one at the box office for his fifth straight weekend in a row. I mean, first of all, got to give props for props to do, you know. Wakanda forever, you know, I'm trying to cross the arms right now, but I got to hold the mic at the same time, you know, hashtag Wakanda problems, but nonetheless, it's, it's, I, I'm curious to see if it takes another Marvel property in Infinity War to top Black Panther at the office, I mean, that would be pretty amazing if Black Panther would be, would be number one at the box office for two months straight i don't know if they can do that if they can't it's all good but if they can i mean that's crazy because you got to think about the movies that are coming out as far as blockbusters and what have you i mean tomb raider is coming out has come out this weekend but i hear it's projected to do around 21 million while black panther is set to do just a bit higher maybe i think 25 million from what i've been hearing and then the next week after you have pacific rim uprising which stars john boyega which is the the movie about the giant mech suits that are slicing off the Japanese aliens and stuff like that. That, I would say, may be the film that tops Black Panther in that week in particular because it's going to be its opening weekend. Um, it's going to have a large demographic because, you know, of the of anime culture and what have you. So I won't be surprised if that happens to be the movie that tops Black Panther in the box office for that week. And if it does, I'm not mad at it because I, for one, want to go see that movie. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be the one supporting that for sure if that's the case. But if it doesn't, oh boy, because I don't know whether the movie's going to come up between the first week of April, for example, and Infinity War. I mean... 
I can't think of anyone right now. I know Deadpool's coming out in May. Han Solo's going to come out in May as well. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what other movie can possibly beat out Black Panther in box office scores or, or, or sales numbers, rather, outside of Infinity War. Because Infinity War is going to get all the money. They're going to get all the money. They're going to be getting so much money, they're going to be eating caviar for breakfast. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be super good. Money. That's what's going to happen, basically. So I'm really curious to see how both movies are going to pan out that weekend. Because I have a strong feeling that because of the reception that Black Panther is getting, it may stay in theaters for one more weekend. I think that weekend that it's in theaters with Infinity War is going to be the final weekend that it's going to be in theaters. So, whether you've seen Black Panther or not, I think a lit thing to do is to watch Black Panther on the Friday night and then watch Infinity War on the following Saturday night. Or you could do a two-for-one. Watch both of them in a day. Or if you want to be part of that Friday night you know, opening crowd, watch Black Panther on the Thursday and then watch Infinity War on the Friday. Or... If you really want to go all out, watch Black Panther on the Thursday, but in like the, you know, a little matinee action, whatever, but then watch Infinity War um, in the, the Thursday night. Cause I know the official debut of a movie is a Friday night, <laughs> or sorry, not Friday night, Friday during the daytime, but they normally do like the midnight madness thing and they start the movie at like nine or 10 o'clock in the evening. So you could technically do that if Black Panther is going to be in theaters by then, which I strongly think it will because it's already at a billion dollars, which is stupid because it reached a billion dollars in 26 days. That's mind-numbingly, you know, unfathomable. So I'm excited for Infinity War. I'm going to see it. Me and my squad, we are going to roll up. We're going to go all out. I don't know if we're going to do, like, any dressing up of any kind, but, you know, just represent for Wakanda. The, the Kente cloth may have to come on one more time. I'm just saying because, you know, kind of forever mind you i gotta hold the mic because you know yeah um but nonetheless what do you guys think are you guys excited for infinity war are you guys excited for aka black panther 1.5 because technically he's going to be in there and a large portion of the movie is going to take place in wakanda in case if you haven't seen the trailer but if you guys are excited hit me up on social media speaking of social media actually i forgot to put this out on social media, so I apologize, but you're going to hear it now from me first. This is an exclusive right here. All cool radio handles are now identical. They are now one and the same. So Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, find me on social media at Cool Radio CC. All of them are there now. It's not one of them cool radio, cool underscore radio, and the other cool radio. No, 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 no. It's all cool radio CC. There. I did you guys a favor. You're welcome. Okay? Now, when we come back from the break... I have my guest in studio. She goes by the name of Tiny Star. She is a fitness guru. We're going to get into all that fitness talk. But before that, because we are talking about Infinity War and Black Panther, I'm going to play a song from the Black Panther soundtrack, which is banging, by the way. If you haven't listened to it, you need to. Um, and the video for this record, I'm saying I said it when it, when when it first dropped. And I'm saying it now. I'll be saying it till December 31st at 11:59 p.m. That it is the video of the year. Quote me on that. Don't at me if you disagree. <laughs> but nonetheless, I am talking about Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA. And this one is called All the Stars. And the video for this is breathtaking. Keep it locked, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Cool. Cool cats and cool kittens. Welcome back. It is your man, GM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Once again, that was Kendrick Lamar featuring Sizzle with all the stars. Best video of 2018. Calling it right now. You already know. And somebody who appreciates a song just like I do just so happens to be in studio right now. She is a fitness guru. She specializes in yoga and kickboxing. And more importantly, not only does she specialize in physical health but mental health as well and we'll be talking about how the two coincide with one another and how you can't have one without the other along with a few other things as well ladies and gentlemen i have the lovely and talented tawny star in studio what's up how you doing how you doing good 
I'm super excited. You just played my favorite song, man. You know what? <laughs> well, I figure, you know, a star has to listen to all the stars. Yeah, I'm just star saying. They can't. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, Tony, I'm going to ask you to bring the mic a little bit closer right. just so everyone can hear your lovely voice. All yeah, right. Yeah. My yeah. sister's watching me right now. She's like, lovely, probably like, lovely voice. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Shout out to Tony's sister. <laughs> oh, man. So. Let's get right into it, man. I got to ask you, how did you uh, get into your journey of fitness? Oh, God. you got How much time you got? Okay. So, <laughs> 2010, I got into a car accident, actually. Mm. I was always into fitness. I was in sports. My dad took me to the gym, like, all the time. Right. So, fitness was always a thing for me. So, my car accident <laughs> just left me not being able to move in a lot of pain. And mm. I had luckily had an amazing physiotherapist, massage therapist. And my massage therapist actually taught me about the muscles in my back mm -hmm. as she was like helping me. Yeah. And I got into yoga again. Mm -hmm. So from there, I started going back to the gym and started strengthening my back and mm -hmm. really focusing on body awareness. Right. Because people are so unaware of what they're doing with their body. Yeah. At all times. Like, like I see some people like on, on, on certain machines and they're operating it the wrong way. I'm just like, oh my God. You yeah. Slow it down, champ. Slow it down. Yeah, like I have people in my boot camp classes, I'll tell them certain things to mm -hmm. do with their body and they kind of get it. And yeah. until I walk over and then they're like, oh. And I'm like, so you knew, but it's just like, it doesn't like, it's not something that comes like, right yeah, it doesn't away, click right? immediately. Yeah. So for me, it was like really getting used to my body and getting out of the pain area to mm -hmm. learn that from that pain of like being in this terrible posture mm -hmm. to strengthen it was going to cause a little bit more pain yeah but through that it was going to help to correct what was missing and what wasn't working right right yeah absolutely so i would say everyone kind of has like their own motivation when it comes to fitness so it could be you know to you know lose weight it could be to feel confident about yourself uh just maybe a change in lifestyle that kind of thing uh, what would be your motivation for it, personally? My motivation was, I guess, to, like, change my... Was it to change my appearance? I guess it was to change my appearance. But like, since that's coming out, like, it probably yeah. is. I'm like, yeah, I've dealt with, like, body issues. I'm like, I feel like, honestly, most people in the fitness industry have had some sort of, like, body issue, self-love mm -hmm. issue. Right. So I felt like that was a little bit stemmed from that. And the fact that I'm like, I like to eat. Yeah, like, yeah. I like fun. food. <laughs> There's, like, my, my dad's side of the family is a little bit heavier. Yeah. So I was like... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that that's something in my family. Right, right. Let me avoid it because I know I like eating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let me stay active. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure my parents wouldn't let me eat as much as I was eating without being active. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> that was just like, I think that happened. Plus, my siblings were always active too. So it kind of just ran it just kind of ran. Yeah. That, literally that ran happened. in the family. Yeah, <laughs> and it's something for me that I noticed. It was like, oh, this makes me feel like a little bit better. Like I have more right. energy. So mm -hmm. it kind of stuck with it absolutely man I, and i feel like it kind of be, it becomes a pattern after a while when you've oh, done yeah. for so long especially oh yeah being in the gym i think i was oh god maybe like 12 okay i yeah. want to say like on a rowing machine it's on a rowing machine so like i don't right. know what the hell those other things are i know I right that, i'm like i don't know what that it's is it's like you can have that that's cool yeah you do you boo you do <laughs> yeah, you like, bike rower got it right exactly <laughs> exactly um, so, like, what would you say would be, like, one of the, uh, the challenges that you've encountered as, like, a personal trainer, basically? Hmm. One of the challenges as a personal trainer. Because I'm sure there are people who may come to you and say, oh, I want to have a body like Vin Diesel or, or something like uh, that, right? People <laughs> with very high expectations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess that would be one of them. <laughs> that would be one. And I had one client who was just super hypermobile. Right. So, like, her joints would move past where they should originally be, where they're, like, where they're at their stable position. Right. So, they'd hyperextend. Uh... And she would, like, just stand on both legs and her hips would like displex like she'd like lose stability in her hips or her knee or her ankle Ooh. and so doing exercises with her was very very tricky yeah because i had to get her to stabilize her body so it was like okay can we do this exercise no you can't do that we can pretty much just get you to stand and then try and stand on one leg and yeah. hope that your hip doesn't like move. pop or something yeah. yeah so it was like Oh, okay, so that was maybe the trickiest yeah. out of all my clients. 
but I like I noticed I really like the challenge. I'm like, yeah. okay, how can I like help you? Yeah. What can I do to help fix you? Right. And I also do fascial stretch therapy. So I know that we had um, I had some guidelines where we could work with people with hypermobility. Yeah. But to an extent, mm-hmm. because you don't want to exaggerate the joints already mm-hmm. or like overstretch because they're already pretty flexible. Yeah. Right. So it's more so working with the joint <laughs> and getting them to stabilize. Mm-hmm. So it was like working on a little bit of stretching and stabilizing, balancing, and even that was difficult. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm like, this is a challenge. Like, exactly. Like, challenging client, yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, she had her physiotherapist. I was like, cool, cool, like, let's connect, let's talk, and figure out what we need to do to, like, to work with you. Right. And, like, what I need to do. And I was like, you know what, and if I can't do it, I'm just going to tell you I can't do it. So we tried, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to refer you to somebody else. I think you should stick with your physio. Right. Because I don't want to cause any, exactly. like, any, any other issues. Right? AKA, so, I don't want a lawsuit. <laughs> exactly. Not trying to break you. So. Exactly. <laughs> so I did whatever I could to the extent that I could. And then that right, was right. referring out, which is what we, the smart person does. So. Of course. You, you know, you got to bow out when you know that, like, it's not working now. Yeah. So I can commend that. <laughs> Stay within your scope. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being ambitious, but still, gotta know your limits. <laughs> now, many people have said that 80% of, you know, weight loss, for example, would be your diets, basically. So, you are giving me a very approving <laughs> nod. So I was you for you to finish the sentence. I was like, exactly. <laughs> so, I was actually going to ask you how much truth is in that statement, but judging by your nod, there's a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> like, can people see my abs? I know, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll just focus that camera for you. <laughs> so, even for me, like, you'll even see on my Instagram, mm. um, I started, not even, I won't even say I started a diet. I just started focusing on my nutrition. Yeah. Um, you see my gigantic bottle. I have herbal, a Herbalife bottle, so I started on nutritional supplements. Yeah. But the thing is, like, people are always doing, like, oh, like, what about keto? What about the paleo? What about this? Everything is a calorie deficit. I yeah. made a post, actually, the other day, and it was, like, Weight Watchers, like, keto diet, like, this diet, all calorie deficits. Like, decrease your calorie intake for the day, but increase the protein, increase your fats, decrease this, da 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 it's all the same thing. Yeah. You just have a different name to it. There's maybe a little bit of different guidelines that you do. Right. So it's always focusing on nutrition first because you can't out-train a bad diet. Exactly. I've been there. I tried that. As I told you, I like food. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> what I would do is I would eat, like, oh, my God, there's this amazing Chinese food place near my mom's old house. They yeah. made this big-ass, like, those foil container chips. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever. I work out. I lift heavy. I can totally eat this. So I'm eating these like big ass crazy portions. Who knows how much calories was in that? Right. Like, probably like way over my daily intake. Possibly. So I'm eating over my daily intake and I'm going and working out like every single day for like an hour, high intensity, strength training, lifting heavy. Like yeah. I'm doing so many different things each day. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I lose weight? Why am I at this body fat percentage? Yeah. I start going into a calorie deficit, a diet, a, like a change in my ca- my calorie intake, mm-hmm. like doing my mic- my macronutrients, my micronutrients. Yeah. Like slightly. Me- I didn't go into the whole crazy measuring things. Right. But just like eyeing things, measuring with my hands. Yeah. My if you see my September photo compared to November, it's ridiculous. Right. Like that's just me. Now getting another client on that. Focus on your eating first and then we're yeah. doing the workout program that I have for you. You like this client with similar body doing it. Yeah. Following exactly this client not eating properly. You see the difference. Oh, yeah. Like, I can imagine. Because, <laughs> like, for me, like, like I'm like you. Like, I love to eat a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough that, like, I burn pretty fast at the same time. I don't know why. I don't know how. You've got high metabolism, sir. Yeah. They're basically, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, like, it's, it's lasted as long as what I'm trying to say. But, nonetheless, like, I kind of got into that groove. But, at, at the same time, I'm saying to myself, as I get older, it's probably going to slow down. Like, no, nothing lasts forever, right? So, like, I've always been conscious about, like, I think I would say ever since I was, like, maybe, like, 15, that's when I've been, like, the most conscious about, like, maintaining a certain body weight and, like, adding muscle or tone or definition to that, basically. Yeah. So, like, I've always been able to, like, stay at the quote-unquote target, you know, weight limit or, like, of where you should be. And I remember there was, like, yeah, my dad's ruthless. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, five years ago. I, I was gaining weight, but, like, I noticed, but I didn't really notice. Like, I had to look at pictures, like, a double time, be like, my cheek's, like, fatter than usual. Like, because, like, I got I got a round face naturally, yeah. right? But, like, it looked a, li- a bit more more ro- ro- robust or rotund, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And then I remember I came back from a trip to, uh, from an auto or whatever, right? Came back home, like, hey, Dad, you know what this guy says to me? 
African man too, right? He's like, hey, you are getting fat, oh, you are getting fat, hey, you get some weight today, hey, what is wrong with you? You are getting fat, so you need to lose some weight, hey. I'm like, oh, okay, well, hi, dad. Oh, cool, thanks. I know, right? So I'm like, shit, like, I was ruthless, right? Like, that's my mom, actually. I was like, mama, I love you, but um, she was like, remember your, your your legs used to be so much smaller. Do you remember? You oh, man. I was like. <laughs> wow. I'd be like, but I'm trying to get quads, mama. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And I was like, shit, did my legs really get big? And I was like, wait, I can't fit into jeans anymore. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, your legs your legs used to be smaller. Used oh, to, man. Like, your legs used to be so much tinier. And I was just like. It's like, damn, straight to the jugular. <laughs> like, damn, mom. But then now, because I've been actually, like, changing mm. the way that I eat, focusing yes. on nutrition. Yeah. And honestly, I've been working out a lot less, but my results are a lot better. Right, because of the so, nutrition, basically. Yeah, because of the nutrition. Yeah. Because, you, as I said, you can't out-train a shitty diet. Exactly. You really, you really can't. Yeah, so it's like, like, try to put out a fire with the fire. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, try. Happening. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I dare, I dare you. I know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so noticing that for me, I actually, like, I had a pair of jeans. I kept these pair of jeans. Nice. I was like, these are expensive-ass jeans. I'm not throwing these out. Yeah. So I kept them. And I noticed, like, as I was changing my diet, they actually went up my body. I was like, they got past my thighs. I was like, what? There so, you go. I was like, progress right there. And I noticed for me, my legs are back to, how they, remember how your legs used to be? I know, they're, back, you, they're back, mom. They're back. They're back. They're <laughs> back. Say something. I know, right? We caught it forever. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. But yeah, no, like, when my dad told me that, like, I'm like, okay, I think I need to do something. And I remember. I was like 203 at that time, right? And like for me at that time, that was pretty heavy. I'm like, okay, let's 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 bring it back down. So I pretty much just like kind of like I went on some like f- like 7K runs and all that stuff, and like changed up the diet a little bit, as you were saying, because yeah. like I think someone told me at that time, 80% of weight loss is the diet, right? So I'm like, okay, let me focus on that as well. And then mm-hmm. eventually I got back down to like I think it was like 185 or something like that. That's so I what? yeah, so I slimmed down. I slimmed down pretty You're quickly. I know, right? It's an African thing. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. Oh, man. Um, and then, like, now, like, I'm at, like, 195 or something like that. But that's, like, my target, like, weight yeah. for where I'm at. So, like, I'm happy because over the years, it's been mostly muscle that I've been adding up. So, like, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, I don't want to be over 200. I don't want to be, like, below 190. Like, yeah. get me within that 191 and 199 okay. radius. I'm good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I like, there's so much truth to that, to the whole eighty percent thing of the diet and what yeah, have you. And a hundred percent mindset, my friend. There you go. Yeah. So- yeah, I was like, okay. Right, you got you earned that one. You earned that one. You earned that one. So, as I mentioned before, you know, we're talking about physical health and everything. Let's let's go to mental health now because that's been a hot button topic for the last few years now, actually, oh, yeah. especially when we're talking about social media and the presence of social media and like who's speaking on a platform or what have you. So lately, from what I've been noticing, is that um, not only do we have like people mentioning social media, just everyday people, but ce- celebrities mentioning it as well. One celebrity in particular, I don't know if I could call this person a celebrity, maybe in the sports world, sure. Um, but I want to talk about uh, an athlete by the name of DeMar DeRozan. Huh? So for all the uh, Raptors fans or Toronto sports fans, you already know who he is. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan is a, is a basketball player who plays for the Toronto Raptors. He's a star player, in fact. And he recently went on uh, – went on um, – I think it was just like on social media, basically mm. talking about how he has had to deal with mental health and, and mental depression and what have you, and, and how he gets through it. So coming from him, so especially someone who's very stoic for the most part, mm. um, and someone who is essentially large in life, he's about six seven. He's pretty shredded as well. Like can do like all these amazing things. His athleticism is through the charts. We look at athletes and just people of that certain fitness mold as, like, superheroes in a sense because they they can do, like, all these extraordinary things. You know what I mean? Like, you have LeBron James who can do everything on the court and he's big and massive and what have you. And then you got Stephen Curry who kind of looks like the everyday man, but you can almost compare him to, like, a Spider-Man where it's just, like, he's so relatable, right? But he's able to do these extra amazing things. So it's like, how is it possible, you know, like, when we look at athletes and people in that fitness realm, like, how do we look at them and say to and say to them, oh, wow, they're kind of going through it, too? Like, what does that say to you as the onlooker basically saying, oh, well, if he or she can go through it, then so can I. And if he, can, if he or she can talk about it, then so can I. Like, what does that do for you in particular? Well, I'm like, I've 
been kind of in that place. Mm-hmm. I've had clients be like, but you've gone through this. Like, how are you doing this right now? Like, yeah. how are you training people? How did you get your body that way? Right. Or like, no, you were just like, or they're like, no, you were like, you're just lucky and you're genetically that way. Yeah. You're black. You're, you're yeah, just you're, cut. You're black. <laughs> you're like, it's easy. Mm-mm. No, I had to work still. Yeah. And it's a lot of mindset, even with physical exercise, with working out, like, you're constantly going to like I there's this video by like Will Smith and mm. he's talking about like failing. Yeah, yeah, and how, I, I, like, yeah. When you're working out, you're going towards <laughs> failure. Right. You're always trying to go towards failure. And yeah. that's what honestly working out is. And it's a huge mindset like it's a mind game mm-hmm. really working out it's hard yeah like because the first thing you want to do is like you're getting tired and you want to stop right yeah so it's just like that's something that we're able like i don't even know like how i'm able to do that it's just something for me i know that has worked right and that's probably another thing for most athletes they've seen it work and because mm-hmm. they know that that works for them and because they know there's such a huge stigma with their mental health because they've probably been told like but like you're you're famous yeah you're like this athletic godlike person with yeah. this like statuesque body right like, Right, right. You don't have. What do you have to be depressed about? And you're rich. About? Yeah, and you're rich, and you got money. Yeah. Like, that doesn't. That sh- doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It, all it means is that your bills are paid on time. That's yeah, it. Sweet. <laughs> Great. Mine are. I've still got anxiety, but it's like that's, yeah. that, that's that's okay. Whatever. That's what it's like to be a human. Right. Unfortunately. Right. And if you don't want to deal with that, too bad. That's what it is. Yeah. Like so. It's, it's just like, that's what, for athletes, it's something that they found for themselves. That's why I'm working with um, this company called Boot Camps for Change. Mm-hmm. Because we've, like, what they've seen is that physical exercise can create more resilience in people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see these people, like, the, like there's, I think it was Mark Love, um, another basketball player. Oh, oh, uh, Kevin Love, Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, my bad. Yeah, it's all good. I don't do sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Love. He even talked about having anxiety and how he has like anxiety when he's going on the court. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then people have depression. And it doesn't mean just because you have money and you have these material things and you have these people around you that you feel complete. Mm-hmm. People feel lonelier than ever, right. even just like that, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that there are people though on these platforms who are where they are and they are speaking about it is amazing. Right. Because no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's shameful to know that you have a mental health disease. Right. It's okay to talk about your diet. Right, exactly. It's okay to walk around and be like, I have this and I take a pill for it. But if you talk about mental health, it's a shame. Right. Something's wrong with you. Especially, (laughs) especially. Especially in the black community as oh, well. Oh, yes. Like, they always say, oh, oh, pray to God, he'll bless you. Or, or yeah. like, or you have a spirit inside of you. Da, 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 yeah, and all that. there's it's a like, demon. Yeah. Or, like, there's a demon inside of you. I know. It's like, or, no, like, I'm no. sad, motherfucker. Like, like, black people <laughs> don't deal with that. Like, for me, yeah. like, I actually used to physically harm myself. Like, that's mm-hmm. how bad my depression was. Right. Because for me, I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I took it out in a physical way. And that's probably another reason why, for me, fitness has, like, saved me. Yeah. Because it's a way to let out some energy, some aggression. But I remember the first thing that my family said to me when they found that I do that is, black people don't do that. <sighs> it's and crazy. And it was just like, great, so I do this. Yeah. I feel wrong. I told you about it. No, right. And, and now you're demonizing me about it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for nothing, and asshole. And it's, not like, <laughs> and it's not even a state, like to say anything bad about my parents. Like That's just what they know, too. Right? Yeah, because like, it's, it's, it's because of poor righteous teachings at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. And it's like that's just something that we don't do. But it's, so that's why for me, especially in seeing like I like I personally I, I don't even know who that basketball player is. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of black people talking about mental health that right. much. And that's why for me, I'm like, I don't see anybody. I don't have a role model. Yeah. And I'm dealing with it. I got to do it. Right. And then it's like shit. But I got to do it yeah. because someone needs to speak about it. Yeah. And the more you speak about it, the more other people start feeling related to and mm-hmm. can connect and stop feeling alone. It's ironic you mentioned him because he's actually a white guy. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, he mentioned it because DeMar DeRozan, black guy, came out okay. about it first, basically. Yeah. So And then they, they kind of commended one another for, for discussing it, basically. Nice. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, it's important that people talk about that kind of thing, especially for the black community because we have this pride thing all the time where, like, we got to. <laughs> We got to man up and show our mo- especially for the men as well, right? Yeah. Like, whenever society gets us down, we're told to man up and stuff like that. When half the time, half the people who are saying man up don't even know what man up means, right? Like, how do key and, the guys key and peel? Yeah, yeah. And they're just like hugging each other, embracing. You won an award. Yeah. And it's like, 
you like the post was so beautiful. It was like two black men hugging each other, yeah. not even having to be like no homo. I, like, yeah, no, I, I right. Love you like I love you, man. And I was like, that's freaking beautiful. Exactly. Because like, it's like, why does like why does there have to be this awkwardness? Even I found like with other black women, there's automatically this like judgment of them. Like I've had like I went to high school. I was like one of many few black people. The black people at my school did not like me. Right. Let like, me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> they, they called you whitewashed, right? Yeah. Like, Join the club. Yeah, like, okay, whatever. But I can. So I'm like, I became a person who was adaptable. Adaptable. adaptable yeah. yeah. Fit in with any, with any social group, crowd. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like going to high school, this new high school, Catholic school. I went to an art school where everybody was fucking weird and it was great. Yeah. And now I'm like in this like Catholic school. I'm like majority of people are white and like there's very few black people and they're like looking at me like. Yeah. They just try and measure you out <laughs> and everything. Like, who is this girl? And it wasn't <laughs> until I had a class with one girl and she like then she by association was like I like her she's great then they're like okay you cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so you wait on one person to get that co-sign instead of just <laughs> actually going up to her and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. What kind of things are you interested in? And it's the same thing. I even met this one girl and we were talking and we we're like, isn't it so stupid how we meet each other and right away we have this judgment of each other? Like, exactly. You're probably a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even know you. Yeah. Like, just go up to the person and talk. Have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Like, and this was even during a time where social media was hot, right? So, like, you actually had to go up to somebody and talk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it can't yeah. be all awkward and on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and like, I'm, I'm kind of going off topic, but, like, this is, like, the difference when, and I hate to say this because I know there are going to be people out there calling me Uncle Tom when I say this or whatever, but, like, this is the difference when you go to, like, a party that's filled with, like, let's say either a mixed crowd or mostly white people mm. versus a party filled with mostly black people. You go to the party with a mixed crowd of mostly white people, and if it's like a small party or whatever, then like you have the opportunity to shake everybody's hand and be like, "Hey, I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm so and so and so and so." Yeah. But then when the bla- when we go to a black party, you, you walk in, everyone's just like, "Hmm." Stare, judge, hmm. Texting, whatever. Yeah. Like yo yo yo. My man right like, here. Yeah. Look at my guy right here. Yo, look at the girl. Yo, she got booty still. Yo, you gonna talk to her? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Yo, yo, you think she got man? Yo, yo, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hate that man. Like, yo, we can do better. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to be like doubting Thomas Bill Cosby, judge, jury, and executioner. But these are things that I've noticed throughout like my entire social life, yeah. and it's like. Something needs to change, man. Like, don't be afraid to say hi to somebody. Like, you don't have to ice grill them all. We don't have to be hard all the time. You know what I mean? I went to an event. It was actually amazing. It was for LinkedIn. And these three black girls just came up to me. And I was just like, oh, yeah, hi. Like, it actually took me aback. I was like, how's it going? It's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, how are you? Like, they're like, like, this is my name. Yeah. What I do? I was like, cool, man. They're like, what do you do? Like, I was like, I felt like I was famous for a second. I was like, why are you guys like, cool? You guys are Here's my card. I was like, Okay, that was, that, that, but I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. But it's weird that that was weird. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? I went through a similar thing. Like, me and my boy went to, like, a party, like, years ago. I mean, it was, like, four or five years ago, roughly. And one of my friends was her birthday party. And she wasn't really a coworker, but we worked in the same mall, basically. Mm-hmm. But she's like, yeah, dude, you got to come. You got to come. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'll, I'll bring my boy and everything. So we come to the restaurant, whatever, and she introduces me to her friends, whatever. Her friends have never met me or my boy Ever at all, and like they're girls as well, and like the the and I and I hate to be against stereotypical, but they weren't black, right? You know what I mean? The first thing they do, like I I I take out my hand, hey, nice to meet you. She's like, oh, and just hugs me, like like just whips my hand away, just like hugs me. She's like, oh, no, I want to hug you. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I almost feel like a wounded animal, like. I know you're hugging me, <laughs> but I accept it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, if, if it had, like, that was, like, the other way around or whatever, it would be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, you know what I mean? Or, or hi from a distance, you know what I mean? It's just like, let's embrace one another, you know what yes. I mean? That's what I'm saying. If, I find, if I'm like that with other black women or people, like, just any, like, yeah, anyone who's, like, of color, I've noticed, too, they're just yeah. like, oh. Like you're just taking me in. Yeah. Like, yeah, bitch. This fucking handshake thing. Baby. I know, right? You're friends with my friend. Nah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> F all that. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like you mine. You my people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tony, we gotta play a little bit of a game right now, okay? okay? So this game right here, this one is called I'd Quit the Game. And it goes a little something like this. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in this game right here, you are the eligible bachelorette, okay? So you are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. That sounds good. When can we do that? <laughs> yeah, it's Space Mountain. <laughs> all my wrestling fans, you know what I'm talking about. But um, in this game right here, 
there comes a point in time in everyone's life, male or female, that you've got to quit the game. So you got to settle down with the partner. Have yourself, you know, a nice, beautiful white home with the white picket fence, <laughs> with the apple pie cool on the windowsill, the tire swing, Spud McKenzie looking dog. Oh, that one's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if this was like you leave it a beaver or something like that. But nonetheless, it can be any kind of house you want, okay? <laughs> the point is, if you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Michael B. Jordan, okay. or would you quit the game for Sterling K. Brown? Who the hell that? Sterling K. Brown is, he's a, he was, a, I, don't, I don't know if he's a new actor, but like he's been popular very lately. He, have you ever heard that show, This Is Us? Yeah. He's the black guy. Okay, you haven't seen them. Okay. I don't watch television. Fair enough. All right, so let me swap them out with somebody else then. I'm like, can, you, can I see pictures? I know, right? I'm like, I'm judgmental just like everybody else. Exactly. Else. I am vain. <laughs> we are all vain. There's just different levels of it. I'll admit it. <laughs> right? Own your truth. Um, okay, so I'll swap him out then. So. Yeah, but his name was nice. Yeah, it's like, a nice name. I know, right? Oh, yeah, by the way, he's also on Black Panther. So just okay, so you know. I'm like, they're, yeah. they're chosen. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But um, no, I'll swap him out. I'll swap him out, just to be fair. All right, so would you quit the game for Michael B. Jordan or Chadwick Boseman? What are they offering me? What? <laughs> what? They're offering you love and faithfulness and security, and they're both fits as well. Have you not seen the commercials for Black Panther? They are ripped. I'm like, I go back to Sterling because I like that name. You like that name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's a nice To be name. fair, Sterling K. Brown's a good-looking dude as well. Sterling K. Brown. I could be Tawny Brown. I like that. Tawny <laughs> Brown. All right. <laughs> that works. <laughs> That'd be my new like, business name. Like, done. There you go. And that's who I chose. So, I don't, yeah, done. <laughs> so, so Sterling K. Brown, you're going yeah, with... Yeah. You know, I think that's the first action. You haven't even seen what the dude looks like you're already. I love that. I told you. I was like, I need a picture. You're not showing me a picture. So, I'm going to go with that name because that name is Fair that's enough. That worked. I like that. You know what? I appreciate the trust. <laughs> I'll say that much. Nonetheless, ladies and gents, we have Tawny in the building. And when we come back from our break, oh boy, oh boy, we have the topic of the day for you, man. We are going to talk about Bruno Mars and this whole fiasco with, with quote-unquote cultural appropriation. So please believe we're getting into that. Keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Cool cats and cool kittens, welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. That was my man, Cass, featuring Shot Claire, and that was called Work It. Speaking of working it, my guest in the studio is working it right now on the microphone. She goes by the name of Tony Star. Working it. Work, 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 work. work, work, work <laughs> I even like that song. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Whatever. I used to sing that at people, and they'd be like, stop it. I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, Riri. oh boy. Oh man, the only Riri I respect is Shuri from Black Panther, okay? <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pick up myself. <laughs> it's my show, damn it. I my do what I want. Now I do what I want. Now I do what I want. Nonetheless, we are going to continue with the topic that I've been wanting to discuss for a very long time, aka a week. Now, mind you, I hate discussing this topic at nauseum because I feel it's so nonsensical. <laughs> but I feel like it's my job as a member of the media to disclose information that is very important and pertinent as well. And not only that, the correct information as well. Because people be messing with these definitions. It's messing up in my head, damn it. Get a dictionary. Yes, Thanks. absolutely. <laughs> with that said, let's get into this topic about Bruno Mars, okay? Now, we all know Bruno Mars. We all know who he is. He's been killing it in the game for, like, what, nine, ten years now? Um, and unfortunately, somebody has dragged his name in the mud slightly because this person in particular has accused him of what I hate to talk about, but we'll talk about nonetheless, cultural appropriation. No! You guys already know where I stand on this, all right? But for those of you guys who are just tuning in, and why is my iPad being stupid right now? For those of you guys who are just tuning in, I will fill you in on what is happening with this particular subject because it's very nonsensical. But nonetheless, I will bring it to your attention. So there is a lady out there who goes by the name 
if I can find it over here. Where's that? Yeah, okay, there we go. I don't even know if this is her real name. And if it is, this is very ironic. But she goes by a name of Siren Sensei. Okay? Now, Siren Sensei is a black woman. And oddly enough, Sensei means master in Japanese. So I find it funny that she isn't one calling him out for cultural appropriation. But hey, that's uh, none of my business. Pinky's up, pinky's up. But nonetheless, you know, I find that very ironic. But anyways, I digress. That's besides the point. Um, what initially happened is a video went viral circulating the net, basically with this person calling out Bruno Mars for cultural appropriation. Now, basically in the video, and I'm going to be paraphrasing, mind you, she said that Bruno Mars won this award, uh, and the award they're talking about is Album of the Year Award at the Grammys, which is arguably the biggest award of the night. Mm -hmm. He won this award because of the fact that he is racially ambiguous and white people love him because of that. And also because of the fact that he's racially ambiguous, he's able to cross different genres without any consequence and that he's using a predominantly black sound to be successful in the music industry. Now, before I... I know, I know. It's laughable, right? It, it's fucking idiotic now before i go into my diatribe i'm just going to give the definition of what cultural appropriation yeah. really means and then i'm going to give you the uh platform to you know kind of give All your right. take on it because i feel like my take is going to be very long-winded so <laughs> i just want to you know decompress a little bit with this definition then i'll let you have the floor All right. but nonetheless Cultural appropriation, ladies and gentlemen, is when you take a particular aspect of one's culture, one who is from a culture that, that is a bit, quote unquote, maybe less fortunate or maybe less prominent or has already been you know, taken advantage of in some way, shape or fashion. You take that aspect of the culture, you profit off of it. And once you do, you do not give credence or any type of, um, you know, congratulations or any type of you know affirmation that that culture was once attributed what sorry once attributed to said you know cultural group and then on top of that you profit off of it and then you discard it once you're done and have left it to be done with and over with that is cultural appropriation now now that you have that information in mind before i give my opinion on this Tani. I'm like naming all the celebrities in my head who have done right? this who are like white. Trust I'm me. Like, let's I'm get like, into wait, this, Tani. Mariah Carey, Katy well, Perry. Well, Mariah, she's half black, though. She's, she? half, she's half black. Okay, fine. We'll take she's up Mariah Carey. Well, K Katy Perry. You can talk. Yeah. She's probably the biggest one so far, like uh, as of recent times. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Bruno Mars, we talked about this earlier. He's what, Filipino? It's Filipino, like, Puerto Rican. And a little bit of Jewish in there too. Okay. Shalom. And he also like helps other artists by whoop. We're good. We're good. Shit. We're good. We're uh, good. <laughs> uh, helps other artists who are within those those like those backgrounds and like in the like hip hop R and B field. Like he collaborates with them, works with them, mm -hmm. thanks them. Yeah. Appreciates them. Right. Continues to collaborate right. with them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, in, in that definition, I'm like, where does he fall into the definition of an uh, like of appropriating? Right. I'm like confused. I'm confused as well, but luckily <laughs> I've had the week to stew over this. So with that being said, <laughs> like, okay, here I go. This Ready? one might go in the books. <laughs> this, this might go in the books. First of all, let's really break this down. For you to be a cultural appropriator, you have to be of a certain ethnic group that has been looked at as the quote-unquote dominant race. Mm -hmm. With that being said, he already fails to check that box exactly. off it's because like, he is a person of color. He is Filipino, a group that has been traumatized by the ills of colonization of slavery for centuries mm -hmm. because of the Spanish and the Japanese. He is also uh, Puerto Rican, again, another group that has been marginalized because of the transatlantic slave trade, and he's Jewish, a group that has been enslaved since the biblical era. They, Jews were blamed for, for killing Jesus Christ. I know. How, how sway? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... The, like, That's, if you remember the Holocaust? They were enslaved. Yeah, so, I mean, that happened like, like less than 80 years ago. I mean, for what, six years? Six million Jews were massacred? But again, we sweep down the rug. Anyways, I digress. That's I digress. What we do in society, though. Right? <laughs> second thing, second thing. 
Bruno Mars has been in the music industry, as far as we know, you know, as a household name, for about nine years now. Yeah. His first placement was Nothing On You. Remember that record with, with B.O.B.? Nothing on you, yeah. baby. Nothing like, on wow. you, baby. Remember that I record? Even thought about yeah, that, that was his first ever placement okay. that that we know of at least. Yeah, and that was Bob's one of oh, Bob's first look, single. There's the what, Filipino, Asian, and black that like group like mixture. Or they they collaborate with other people. They do very often in yeah. more ways than one. <laughs> but nonetheless, that was his first placement. He's always been within that hip hop and R and B realm. Mm-hmm. He's done pop music as well, but he's also a multifaceted artist. Like R and B ish anyway. Exactly. He's he's always put a little bit more soul into it yeah. but this time around he's going full soul that's all he's doing and that brings me to my next point how he, he's able to go into different genres mm. she's saying he's able to go into different genres because he's racially ambiguous no bitch he's able to go into different genres because he is talented not only can he sing he writes his own music so talk about like Justin Timberlake though oh, oh like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that don't you worry my friend we will get to that we're talking about that though Mickey Mouse crew to like singing with James right, and, right? Like, R&B and like right or Justin Bieber, you know, you heard that album. I trust me, I've yeah, heard right? these, I've okay, heard these right? records. But again, he gets the pass, though, right? Okay, <laughs> let's keep it moving, though. But Bruno, because he's right in the center. Exactly, yeah, gotta- exactly, right? It's easier that way. <laughs> but nonetheless, we digress. Bruno is multi-talented. He sings. He writes his own music. He writes for other people, and he plays. A, an arsenal of inst- instruments. He is, in the true sense of a word, talented. That too, and a musician. Mm-hmm. He's able to do that because he's talented in those fields, not because he's a little less darker than most people within hip hop and R and B. No, you ignorant fool. And then another thing about this that's really <laughs> bothering me is the fact that Bruno. He damn near goes out of his way to give praise to the people that came before him. The man thanked Teddy Riley, Babyface, Jimmy Jam for the award that he won at the Grammys. Even the year before, when him and Mark Ronson, a British producer, won the award for Best Song of the Year for Don't Believe Me, Just Watch. Mm. Or Uptown Funk. That's the name of the song, Mm. technically. Uptown Funk. They went out of the way to thank George Clinton and the Department of Funk crew for modernizing and revolutionizing that sound because if it weren't for that they wouldn't have been able to yeah. make that record they went out of their way to thank the greats in that regard so where does he fit into this definition of i i still thing? don't know i don't know where bitch where <laughs> i where did she, did she look up the definition over yonder was it her own context of what appropriation meant listen this is what it comes down to i just hate it when people they find a hot button topic to to touch on but then they get it all wrong. What she was saying, there are certain things about cultural appropriation that she was saying that was correct, mm. but it did not apply to Bruno freaking Mars. Like, it's to the point where there's only a vocal minority of people who are agreeing with her, and that's probably because they're idiots. I have no Haters. problem saying that. If you have a problem with that, get at me. <laughs> at the end of the day, there are people who are co-signing him. Jimmy Jam co-signed him and say, yo, do you, bro? You've earned it. Rhapsody co-signed him as well. A whole bunch of people. And what I find funny is that she was referring to the Album of the Year Award and it, and it's going to him because he's racially ambiguous. If this was a... If your whole argument... I'm going on the basis of her argument. If your argument is based on racial imperialization and what have you, then why would it have it... Why would the Grammys... Why would it have taken 10 years for another person of color to win that Album of the Year award? Because if you look back, the last person of color to win that Album of the Year award that was a person of color was Herbie Hancock. He won the award for Best Album of the Year. And he's not even like a big name in pop culture. He is somebody that our parents would know. He is a I know, I'm like, I heard the name. I'm yeah. Like, what? He is, he is an innovator of jazz music. And the, and the irony behind that is the fact that he won that award over Kanye West, who was also nominated for that award when he released the graduation album, yeah. which in my opinion is Kanye's best album. I love that album. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, people who are probably like her, were mad that Kanye didn't get that award and that <laughs> it went to Herbie Hancock. And it's like, do you know who this man is? Do you know how many times his records have most likely been sampled by other hip-hop artists? Yeah. I'm like, like, so you heard that song that you heard that. You're like, that song's so good. I'm like, do you even know who that was? Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if Kanye himself had sampled Herbie Hancock. I don't know that for sure, but I would not be surprised. So 
since then, no other artist has won the album of the year who has been a person of color. The irony behind that is that the artists who have won album of the year have been certain artists who have profited off of black music like R&B and hip-hop. Like Adele, she won album of the year mm -hmm. a few years back. Now, what I respect about Adele is that she gave credit. She gave credit to Beyonce in particular for making an amazing album in her own right, and which she thought that Beyonce should have won the album of the year award for. By the way, she's never won the album of the year award, which is mind-boggling to me. She's never won it before, which is That's... stupid. And I'm not even a huge Beyonce fan, but I respect... There, but I'm like, oh, what? Exactly. I respect the work. You know what I mean? So my thing is this. If you are going to claim cultural appropriation, get the definition right first off, mm -hmm. and whomever you're pinning this on, get it correct as well. And thirdly, and this is my big thing right here, it's not only just on the artist that could be accused of cultural appropriation. It's the label, it's the system that's put in place. Mm -hmm. That is the real threat, the real target that you should have your mark on. You can blame Iggy Azalea all you want for cultural appropriation, even though I personally don't think she is the root of her certain scenario of cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. I went on record four years ago to say that there are certain things you can look at as a form of cultural appropriation, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it is on her end See, because of the like, fact that she's been controlled by other entities like Ti. Yeah. Why not? Why not call out? Call him out because he's the one who signed her and manages her and tells her how to market her image. Exactly. And like, what's the difference between her and Nicki Minaj? One just happens to be white, the other is black. They talk about the same shit. Nicki may be a little bit better at her than it, mm. but they talk about the same shit. Yeah. But They're both pop stars. The person's skin. Yeah. Literally, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier about like, <clears throat> like going to a party or like being con like right away judged based on the color of your skin. Like, exactly. Or you're whitewashed or whatever it is. Exactly. Right? So it's like for me, even thinking with Iggy, I'm like, I don't know her full background. Right. Like, for all I know, she could have grew up with a bunch of like people that were black. And that's how maybe she grew up. It's like I grew up around a lot of white people. Like yeah. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that I pointed out a few years back as well. I pointed out the fact that. When she got into the music industry, she wasn't like a pop star. Whatever, she was always a rapper. Yeah, she signed with a record label in Houston or something like that, and then that fell through. And then Ti picked her up, and she she got picked up by Ti in 2011 because I, I think that was the same year or the year after she was put on the on the XL freshman cover. Yeah, and then in 2014 when she blew up, that's when people started calling out cultural appropriation because she was on the top of the yeah, charts. She's twerking and she got other black girls. In right. So why not call her out from the jump and instead when she She's big and popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't wait to call that. Call that right there no, no, and then. No, they gotta wait till she's up on her high horse. So they can and I her. hate that. Yeah. Like, don't pick and choose. Like, call her. Like, go all in. You know what yeah. I mean? Go all in. Yeah. So now Bruno, who's up on his high horse, <coughs> exactly. Not a few years ago, like even when he just had Uptown Funk come out, would yeah. you have knocked him down then? Because that would have exactly. been appropriate too then, wouldn't it? Exactly. But based on that <laughs> logic. <laughs> Now, when you want to accuse somebody, let's say, of Miley Cyrus, then I'm on board with you. Now, mind you, when she's doing all the twerking or whatever, I didn't care. I'm like, people are getting mad that she's appropriating twerking. Okay. There's other things you can be appropriate that I'd be offended at. But if you want to take twerking, like, have at it. it. But <laughs> when she went in an article on Billboard and said, I hate hip-hop music, it, it, it made me turn this, it made me go in this downward spiral in my life. What? And now I don't I don't associate with it anymore. Now I'm gonna call cultural appropriation. I did not even know that. And bitch, I was yeah. that you did that did that. To you. Yeah. Not, like, not whatever. Exactly. Whatever you were in with music. Nobody told you <laughs> with your pasty, stale, you know, chicken from no frills looking ass to go and twerk when nobody said that you were about this culture. Nobody she told was you that. To like Cody and Cody and Cody. Is that what you're Yeah, to that basically. <laughs> basically. So I definitely give her the cultural appropriation tag. Vanilla Ice, cultural appropriation yeah. tag. Um, I would say I don't know if I want to call Justin Timberlake a cultural appropriator, but that whole situation with Janet Jackson kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because he was actually allowed to come back to the Super Bowl and like perform or whatever. Yeah. I haven't listened to his new album, but it looks like he's taking some like wilderness approach, like almost looking like some sort of like Davy Crockett approach as far as the image goes. Music, I haven't heard the music, so I, I can't judge on that. Yeah. Right? No, he did that suit and tie album at first. Right. Back into that like poppy. And you know what the joke then... was? He kind of stole Robin Thicke's swag in, in, in that in that in that, <laughs> air, in that arena. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was just weird. I'm like, cool, that's kind of Robin Thicke's thing. You're kind of stealing that swag a little bit. Like <laughs> the slick back hair, the lounge music. Right now and then, right? Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. 
But yeah, like those would be certain people that I would call out for cultural appropriation. Macklemore, no, but I do think the whole white guilt thing, like I get tired of that. It's like, dog, stop, stop, you know, beating yourself up. Like it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're, you're white. Yeah. Like. You've been grinding in the Seattle hip-hop scene. I didn't even know they had a scene since, like, 04. You know what I mean? Like, you got to where you're at because of hard work. Like, you got there. Don't say, oh, it's my witness. Oh, I hate my... No, shut up. Like, you earned your award. Like, take it for what it is. And also, if it is, it's like, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, like, it's not you who dictated to win that rap Grammy award back in 2013 when Kendrick should have won it. Mm. It was the Grammy committee who effed up on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, he should have won for Good Kid Mad City. That's fucked up. Um, and then also you have Eminem. Now, Eminem has always been a target at that, but me, I don't see it because he's been rapping since the mid-90s. Yeah. And he hasn't stopped. There may be other sounds and influences with his music, but it's still primarily rap. Like a friend of mine once said, oh, he's a cultural appropriator because he wears a do-rag. Like, really? So because he wears a do-rag, he's appropriating black culture? Like, come on. Like, you're being petty now. Like, also that, like, if you also take a look again... Where did he grow up? Exactly. Who did he grow up around? Exactly. Like, what culture was he around the most? Exactly. So, like, that for him, that's his normal. Right. He doesn't know any other way. That's why he also makes fun of that, too. Exactly. Yes. Like, like, um, have you actually ever listened to the song? (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, the person I was talking to has never really listened to an album. Then shut up. Exactly. You don't have an opinion. You have so many opinions about things that you don't know shit. Exactly. If I don't know it, I'm like, that's what I'm sitting like you're talking about stuff, I'm like sitting here nodding my head. Right. If I don't have an opinion. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't know shit. I just hate people. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate people sometimes. And 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 the thing is like that whole oh he wears a drag therefore he's appropriating culture. If that's the case, based on that logic, then are you not appropriating European culture by buying your jeans from H and M, for example? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, right? Mm-hmm. You see how dumb that sounds? That's the kind of logic you're using. <laughs> like you wanna get you wanna get all into that then? Let's really break it down. down, You know what I mean? So, yeah, like I had a big debate about this over the week, over last weekend, because, you know, I just found out about it. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, to be for for something to be known as cultural appropriation, you have to be part of the majority of what's known as a dominant culture. So, a.k.a. white, for example, you have to go into somebody's culture, take an aspect out of it. Use it for profit and for gain. Don't give any credit towards it and mm-hmm. then discard it once you've made your money. That, in essence, is cultural appropriation. Yeah. But when you stuck with the culture for God knows how long, like in Eminem, for example. When you said that, I was like, that, what? Not that makes no him. sense yeah. at all. You No, that's not cultural <laughs> appropriation. So for Siren Sensei or whatever your name is, taking the Japanese name even though you're black, I would like to know the origin of that. If that is a stage name, then you played yourself. But if not, it is what it is. But nonetheless, for you and people like you, you need to understand what the true definition of cultural appropriation is. Know who you're aiming it towards. And at the end of the day, no matter who you're aiming it towards, as far as a single entity, at the end of the day, it all gets pointed to a bigger conglomerate. That is the point of it. So I never want to hear this stupid issue ever again i know that's wishful thinking you're gonna hear it i know i'm gonna hear it i know i am but at the end of the day i just wish that people would operate with common sense read a dictionary and i wish people would would operate within context know the background of the story before you chime in with your opinion or your hot take just so you can get a million likes on your Facebook post or whatever the case may be. Not even just the context of the back, like the backstory. Mm. Understand the context of the words that you're actually using. Yeah. Like words actually have meaning. Words are actually powerful. So before you open your mouth, know what you're actually saying. That's all we are talking about, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Hit me up on Twitter on all social media platforms or whatever ones you can find me on at Cool Radio CC. He made it simple for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I did. I tried at least. I tried. Now it is time for the Flashback Friday track of the day, and our drop goes a little something like this. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. That They took a part out of that for it to put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. I just need that as a little ad lift. Now, <laughs> this past week, we did lose yet another member of the hip-hop family, the hip-hop community. And I'm talking about the first signee to Bad Boy Records, Craig Mack. So in honor of Craig Mack, we are going to play 
arguably one of the biggest posse cuts in hip-hop history. The remix to his breakout single, Flavor in Your Ear, which features Notorious B.I.G., Busta Rhymes, LL Cool J, Rampage, and of course, the master of the ad-libs and featuring everyone else's video, Diddy himself. So when we come back, we will have our wanks of the week, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio, and I still have the lovely and talented Tawny Star in the studio. What's up, baby, baby? Hey, hey, <laughs> yes, there we go. We were just banging out to some Craig Mack, rest in peace, and that was Flavoring Your Ear Remix. Now, it is that time of the show that you've all been waiting for, so with that being said, I will keep you waiting no longer. <laughs> um, who has entered the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to a relatively unknown rapper who goes by the name of O3 Greedo. Now, he is getting the Wankster of the Week because he went on record... To basically call Tupac, and I quote, oh, a bitch-ass nigga. Oh, boy. Now, this is coming off the heels of another one of the um, you know drug boy rappers who goes by the name of Little Xan, who called Tupac, quote-unquote, boring. Okay? Now... How old is he, though? Let's, let's talk <laughs> you know what? The Little Xan kid, he looks like a baby. Like, he's... he's like, born in, like, 1994 or, like, five? Uh, nah, nah, earlier than that. He looks like... He doesn't look a day over 20. Like, he looks like he just started to learn how to bust nuts. Like, that's what he looks like, basically. Like, he just had, like, it just, he looks young. He looks young. But, anyways, I digress. Also, white? Actually, no, he's Latino, apparently. He don't know music. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I talked about him last, no, was it last week or two weeks ago? I talked about him already. He wasn't the wankster, but, like. Yeah. I decided not to give him the wankster because of the fact that he didn't say Tupac was bad. He just said he was boring. Okay. So that's a difference of opinion, I would say. I, I disagree with that opinion, but he didn't say he was bad. But this guy <laughs> called him a bitch-ass nigga. Now, I'm going to read the interview that he did with Billboard, and this is what he said. And I quote, Do they need a nigga who can really rap to tell you? Tupac sucks, nigga. Any type of East Coast, West Coast beef, niggas from the East Coast, he's delusional. He's a great actor. Part of his music shit was acting. But nigga, I got to go to court on Friday. I got a whole metal leg. I'm really from the projects. I really got my... <laughs> I, I know. Hold on. It gets worse. I <laughs> I hate hood man. I swear to God. I really got my hood on my face. My first major project is called The Wolf of Grape Street the gang I'm from. He didn't even say nothing wrong. Tupac was a bitch-ass nigga. I'm a gangster nigga. <laughs> what I say goes, I don't give a fuck if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That was pure trash. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on. Let me just wipe myself down. Real quick. What? What? I can't even repeat anything of that he said because it was actually like pure nonsense. Was like, what? He has metal in his leg. He wears his hood on his face. Like, what? What? Okay, I got to say this. Rolling up in court. <laughs> I got to say this. I'm sorry, but what does you having to be a hood man have anything to do with the quality of Tupac's music? Like, this is the debate I have with like a lot of people who have that hood mentality who listen to hip-hop. They feel as though you have to be from the hood in order to be a good rapper. Listen, there are a ton of rappers who are from the hood, either past or present, that are not good rappers. I will mention them name by name, but I wouldn't have enough time for this broadcast, basically. This guy, this uneducated fool, who's actually 30 years old, mind you. I thought he was like a youngin', but he's 30. Has he, he should know better because at the end of the day, if you're 30, it means you're born in 1988, which means, mind you, I'm, I'm 29, but I'll be 30 later on in the year. Basically, you should know better. You should already have a structured history of what rappers came during a certain time frame and time period. Like, you don't have to call Tupac the greatest rapper of all time. You don't have to call him the most skilled. 
but to call him a bitch nigga because apparently he didn't grow up in the hood like that's your oh, reason why man. and who asked about your metal leg that you have to walk with in court I'm sorry Iron Man like we didn't know that you're going through these struggles right now the only person who's going through the struggles is your tattoo artist who gave you those horrendous tat faces on, on your oh, damn face. Oh, face tattoos. Yeah. Okay, so you are seeking attention, and that's why you're talking shit. There you right go. Now, so you're an attention seeker. There you go. Okay, buddy. There you go. Listen, I've never heard of O3 Greedo. I'll probably never hear about that's him again. Name. His music probably sucks by by the judge of it. I can only imagine what he talks about. He says he's gangster. Good for you. Would you like another cookie, Tammy? Are you really Tammy? gangster, though, if you got to say that you're gangster? I don't think so. I disagree with that as well. I don't think you, if you know what you are, you don't have to repeat it ad nauseum. You know what I mean? And it's real gangster of you to call somebody a bitch ass nigga that's been dead for 20 years. Yeah, yeah you're a real can, gangster. You do, you're right? a real gangster with that. West Side, yeah, like fuck out of here. Listen, <laughs> 03 Greedo, 03 Cream Cheese, whatever your name is, Cream you're Cream. getting the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. Yeah. And I hope Tupac rides on you and your enemies. Enemy. And, and, I'll, and I'll drop the wankster just like this. Your final thoughts on that. No, bro. That's just... Come on. Like, you're clearly seeking attention. And also, like, you're trying to call out somebody who you know can't be back with you. Right? So how about you call somebody out who's a current... Who's actually alive. Who you think is a bitch Who's breathing. And start some shit. Because clearly you're seeking attention. And you know what? Like, cool. He didn't grow up in the hood. Who gives a shit? He's still a good rapper. He's one of the greats. And I'm I'm sorry. And yeah, my point is if you have to call yourself gangster, you're not gangster. Just, like, walk around and be like, thug life. That's all right. Are you really thug life? You're walking around thug life? Yeah. I don't believe it. No. I don't believe it. Get out of here. He is. Like, I have, <laughs> I have no remorse for him. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. I'm like, yo, this guy's a loser. Uh, but nonetheless, Toddy, we have reached the end of the show. <laughs> uh, before we go, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Tony Star Fitness. You can find me on Facebook, Tony Star Fitness 24. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on YouTube as well. It's Tony Star Fitness. Everything's Tony Star Fitness. I like to keep it simple here. Right, right. We got to keep so it simple. Gotta you keep can it find simple. me by looking up Tony Star Fitness <laughs> anywhere. And feel free to message me. Let's talk about mental health. Let's mm-hmm. talk about fitness. I'm going to be putting out some programs very soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to coaching some people. There you go. That's what's up. <laughs> Tony, I want to thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Right? And you're welcome to come through anytime. <laughs> yes, you, you let me know. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> right? Let's talk shit. Right, right? Most definitely. And for any of you guys out there who want to follow me specifically, you can follow me at DM underscore cool on Twitter. If you want to follow the show, we are on about five platforms. So on Twitter, at cool underscore radio CC. Um, also, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and SoundCloud, all with that same handle, Cool Radio CC. Coming up next week, I got my man, motivational speaker and also social media influencer, Bo Pinto, in studio. We're going to be having him in studio for the first time in like four years or something like that, something crazy. We're going to be talking about what he's been up to since that time and get through a whole bunch of other things as well. And you guys already know that Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.